You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey everybody, welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin and I'm joined by my co-host Cody Schultz. Uh, The year's almost over, which means it's time for us to start sharing our best and worst underrated and overrated Netflix shows of the year. Today we're going to be talking about the underrated Netflix shows of 2021. Hopefully you have some time off around the holidays and can dive into some of these Netflix shows that probably aren't as popular as they should be. Uh, But first we're going to talk about our favorite show. Cody, you've got an Outer Banks rumor to share. Yeah, so recently a rumor kind of began circulating. It seems like it started on social media that Outer Banks had been canceled by Netflix, which, of course, sent a lot of fans into like a panic because, of course, it's kind of in a weird state of limbo. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast, just about how we're several months removed from when the season dropped and still kind of in that weird state. There's been whispers about has it been renewed, and then this one kind of popped up saying it had been canceled. The good news is this seems to be um, the original source was a Facebook page, not affiliated with Netflix in any way or with anyone on the show. So it seems like nothing more than a rumor, Um, but it definitely seemed to be like cause for concern. And I think it shows like, okay, Netflix, you need to get ahead of this. Like people are starting to talk because of how long it's been. Yeah, so I I saw it on Twitter and I I saw like several people like I can't remember who it was, but in all caps like Outer Banks is canceled, and I was like, oh no, what did I miss? And so I had to go down the rabbit hole because of course, why wouldn't I? Um, and yeah, that it doesn't seem to be true. I think that it maybe is just someone trying to get a little attention, maybe or something. Uh, that's that's the best way we'll go with it. I feel like that though. I always try to, like, wait the rumors, and you'd think that with a show like Outer Banks, with, like, the stars as popular as they are, if it were true, it would get picked up by, you know, more fan pages, more people would see it prior to, you know, uh, and then the bigger, you know, media players would get involved where we see, like, TV line break a lot of news like this, so obviously that hasn't happened, it seems to be just... uh, yeah, just a, a, a bad rumor. Um, and the, speaking of rumors, though, like, it feels like the, there's so many more rumors about the, like, them when they're actually starting production. I've seen just in the last couple weeks, oh, they're starting in January. We've even talked about it on the podcast. I'm just repeating myself from previous episodes. But, yeah, I feel like if we're waiting the rumors, this is, like, the first one that I've seen that, oh, it's canceled against, like, 10 other more reliable rumors that uh, production's starting soon and... Uh, you know, there was even a report that had a source that said that they're already working on season four. So that's kind of where I'm at. Is that where you're at as well? 
Yeah, and it's it's so hard now because there's so many like unofficial sources that just like put stuff out there that you never know when some of these pages like are actually telling the the truth and have like an actual piece of news that it's just you haven't heard of them. But this page just seemed a little like the original source just seemed a little sketchy to me. And so I feel like we've heard more rumors about production nearing starting. And I just feel like if this would have been a cancellation, they probably would have already said something or like a cast member would have slipped. Um, so maybe that's just the optimist in me, you know, mm-hmm. like this has got to be it's one of our favorite shows. Of course, it's got to come back for season three. But I just think this one's more than, you know, nothing more than a rumor. Um, let's just hope like Netflix finally puts like something out there and gives us a news update sometime soon. Because, I mean, maybe by the end of the year, like Christmas, that'd be a nice little Christmas Day surprise. Like renew Outer Banks for season three. That would be great. Thanksgiving, you know, that would be great too. Black Friday, any of the days, honestly. Uh, no, I think... Uh, it's interesting, too, like, we always have to, like, um, I don't know, pump the brakes with any of the rumors, good or bad, because we've seen, you know, a lot of weird stuff happen with Netflix lately, you know, during the uh, pandemic, of course, and then just, like, earlier this year, there was a lot of um, s- sources, quote-unquote, um, that were saying, you know, shows had been renewed, and then we find out a couple months later, or even a couple weeks later, that, oh, they're canceled, and so... Um, I think oftentimes what happens is like Netflix will, you know, get like the writer's room going or something like that, or the writer's room will get going to like come up with a new season. So then then once Netflix collects all the data and the metrics and looks at like, you know, budget stuff that they can kind of just roll right into production as soon as possible. But uh, so, so I think that a lot of people jump the gun on that, basically seeing like, oh, the writers are back at work or something like that before we get like the official confirmation. So I always have to say, just like, wait until Netflix announces it. Um, that's, that's a, that's probably the best way to go. Cause we have seen it go the other way too, where Netflix <laughs> renews something and then cancels it before it comes out. So uh, yeah, I think that that's all that's, that's about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that sums up. And I feel like that's no better way to like pivot into today's talking points about like the most underrated Netflix shows than by kind of just kicking off the list with Outer Banks, which I feel like to any listener, they're going to be like, wait a minute, by your guys' standards, Outer Banks is not underrated. You just talk about it every episode. But I feel like when this one, when you look at like the broader spectrum of Netflix, it doesn't get quite as much buzz and talk about as much as like some of the other Netflix shows. Like there's certain ones like Lucifer is a great example of like when it dropped, not only was it on the top of the chart, but it was getting talked about everywhere. And I feel like Under the Banks is still like somewhat under the radar a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think that I, yeah, it is funny because, like, it's, like, one of our favorites and we talk about it all the time and I'm always, like, looking up new stuff. Um, but I feel like, the, you know, when this dropped in April 2020, um, when it premiered, sorry, it was really, it, it seemed really under the radar. Like, it took, you know, maybe a couple of weeks, really, until uh, people really caught on and got uh, behind the show, basically. And then it took, you know, I think it was renewed in July and then it even... I think they started filming in the fall and then we kind of started seeing like this like big bump like during that time a lot of people were able to catch up with the show and I think that's like kind of the word of mouth um, with Netflix like the spread is how uh, people get caught up for those future seasons so then when Outer Banks season two dropped I felt like it was super popular right at first like that first day first week that it was out but then into August I know it was number one for a couple of weeks but then you know, we had some of the, I don't know, less big new releases, I guess we would say, in August. And 
uh, those kind of jumped outer banks as well. And while it did stick around into early September, I feel like that it kind of died off. And I wonder, you know, this the show's so like set up to binge watch. Do you think that that actually does like a disservice for like longevity, like keeping it in the conversation because everyone's binge watching so fast? Yeah, I feel like it's always hard with Netflix shows in general, just because so many people do binge watch. Right. And the hard thing is like people watch them at different points. Like some people mm-hmm. watch, they'll watch a whole show in a weekend, let it drops. Others, it's like they kind of tear it out and watch it over the course of like a couple of days, some even like a couple of weeks just to space it out. And so unlike some of the, like the broadcast shows where everybody's watching at the same time for the most part, with Netflix, audiences kind of vary. Everyone's kind of discovering the shows at different points. And so it's one of those things that I personally binge through season one and season two, like probably I think in a weekend each, just mm-hmm. because I enjoy the show. And it is one of those shows that like, ends the episodes like you, you want to watch another one because it always ends like little mini cliffhangers along the way um but i think the other thing too is i think this was a july release right mm-hmm. season two yeah and i know we had i feel like that was like the first big month back for netflix like we had virgin river which is another one we're talking a little bit about there were some other big releases i know across the month of july um and so i feel like it got that spike like the fan fans like the ones who are passionate um i us <laughs> Like, we watched it opening weekend. Like, we were all binging it then. But then it's, like, some of the other people who are just, like, they haven't discovered it as quickly as some of these other shows where it's, like, you know, Stranger Things. Even if people haven't seen it, like, when it pops up there, everyone's talking about it. And I just feel like this is a good Netflix show, and it doesn't get talked about as much by some of the bigger outlets. Yeah, I agree. I think you can see kind of, like, the disconnect between the the fans and, like, how the show's recognized in... uh just across like the media landscape because like these are some of the biggest stars like on social media now and how like quickly Chase Stokes, Madeline Klein, et cetera, et cetera, have like rocketed up in terms of like Instagram followers, uh, Twitter followers, all that stuff, the roles that they're getting now um, because of this show. And I feel like that that's really important when it comes to like, you know, Netflix obviously picking the show up, but then at some point I feel like that, uh, We'll catch up and we'll be properly rated about season three, season four. Let's be let's be properly rated and just give this show. It's got to be. I I mean I think it's probably the best teen show on Netflix just in terms of like drama, uh, and not taking itself too seriously. I think that it can like work both ways uh, with some of the funny stuff that happens and kind of like the Pogue life, you know. Um, we've got other shows to talk about. This is not just about Outer Banks. Should we talk about a few more? <laughs> Yeah, so I think Outer Banks was, of course, an easy one for us. What other shows are on the top of your list? So I think um, right off the top of the show, when I was putting this list together, my list together, I, I thought that Hentified, which I just watched um, the second season in early November, this show, no one's really talking about it. It didn't really hit the top 10. Um, it, it maybe was on like the back end you know, of the Netflix top 10. I would be really curious to see like the metrics and stuff, but... I just feel like people are not like not watching the show and they're really, really missing out because it's a lot about a really important issues with immigration, um, small business, gentrification. Um, you know, I, I could go on, but it's really funny. It's like has a ton of heart and it's got a lot of drama and like it checks the boxes for me. So that's that's one um, that I think that everyone should watch. What about you? Do you have another one that you want to talk about? Yeah, I feel like that's a good pick because even like. I, if you hear about that one, but not quite as often, like you, I feel like we get like the basic news, but yeah. then it's kind of like a wave, which I feel like is a, the key with a lot of these shows. It's like, 
it debuts, there's a little bit of talk, and then people just rush right past it and kind of overlook it and that. I feel like another one that kind of fits that bill is Virgin River, which seems weird. Like, some people are probably, like, saying, like, is it really underrated? But I feel like you've got to look at, at least, like, the genre. Um, I mean, look at Bridgerton drop last year, and, like, everybody, it just exploded, and everybody was talking about it. It was like, Netflix has never done a romantic series before, when you have Virgin River had already done two seasons by that point. Season three was coming later, you know, came, I think, like, seven months after Bridgerton. And it's like everyone still kind of talks about Bridgerton. We see, of course, getting the well, you know, well-earned love and like from the critics and all that. But you've got Virgin River was kind of there, like, and I feel like that was like one of Netflix's first big, like, romantic series, like that they had done on their own. Um, and I feel like it's just kind of is overlooked sometimes by like the more flashy one in Bridgerton, which, like I said, I love Bridgerton too. Like, I'm glad that show is getting the recognition. I feel like that's a genre that often gets kind of panned and overlooked by critics. So I love that at least one of these shows is breaking through. Uh, I just think Virgin River is like one that should be kind of, you know, recognized bigger than it is. I agree. I think, you know, this is another one that I feel like started really, really slow. And like, it probably did because it was really the first, like, I don't want to say soapy, but it kind of is like romantic drama that Netflix has done. Um, it's got the small town setting that we've seen other networks really take advantage of. And I think that the way that it like started and then, you know, season two dropped around Thanksgiving last year, season three hits the summer. People weren't really expecting it to hit then. You know, we've talked about how this is kind of a fall feeling show um, for something around the holidays. And so it makes sense, though, that like people would miss it. I think the diehard fans probably watched it in the summer and then everyone else is kind of like looking for it now i wouldn't be surprised if you know as we get closer um you know with to the end of the year the holidays people start remembering oh i watched virgin river around this time last year or something like that so i think that that's another good pick and it's like solid i think the performances are good uh it's coming back for season four which you know could be as early as the spring probably going to be at least the summer again but um yeah that's another solid pick though i i agree yeah so what about so we've what about on your end? Another another pick for you? Another pick. Um, so I think it's tough. I think that we've picked some that are like kind of borderline, and this is another borderline pick. Sex Education. I feel like it's really popular. Um, one of the Netflix most watched shows probably of the year, I would assume. But I still don't think that it gets like the love that it should from like a critical's perspective. I don't think it's been nominated for any major awards, even though it has like a dynamite cast. Like the the teen quote-unquote teen performers they're not none of them are teens they're like in their 20s but who cares uh jillian anderson is in it she's awesome i would like i just want this show to get like it's critical praise from like an awards perspective i think that that's like what i'm looking for um and it sucks because we've already seen two seasons season three dropped in september i'm not sure if it qualifies for like i don't think it qualifies for the award i don't know We'll have to see. I can't remember. I always get side, like lost in when things are available and at what times. But uh, I think that this is one that I could really see, you know, as it gets later into its runs. It's already renewed for season four. We're running out of chances for it to get nominated for like best comedy at like um, the Emmys or something like that. But I think that it really deserves to be in that conversation for sure. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that because it's true. I think I read like something about like the harder like once you get past, I think it was like season three or season four, like the mm -hmm. stats for shows being able to get nominations in their later seasons, if they didn't get them in those first couple seasons, 
is like really, really hard to do. And it's like, I definitely feel like this is one that Netflix gets a lot of acclaim for, but I don't think we've ever really seen this one competing any of the big awards or even like some of the smaller awards. And so I think that would be an interesting. Another one I feel like is overlooked is uh, Never Have I Ever, which I think that's probably maybe one of Netflix's best comedy series, if not the best. Um, I know Emily in Paris got a lot of acclaim last year, and that was kind of polarizing from fans, but I feel like this show is just, it's so fun. Um, its seasons are really tight. Of course, we got season two kind of in the mix. I think it was another July release maybe this mm-hmm. year. Um, and so I feel like even this season kind of got lost in the shuffle of all the other big July titles. Um, and it's just, it's got, I mean, Mindy Kaling is, you know, we know she can do amazing things as a writer, producer, actress. And so I'm not surprised this is another hit show. I just wish it got more love from like the mainstream audiences and critics. Yeah, I agree with that too. It's already, it's renewed for season three. So it's like, and it was quick too. That was the crazy thing. So it premiered right before Outer Banks and we're still waiting on the Outer Banks renewal. And this was like maybe a month out they renewed it. So yeah, I think that this one is really popular. I would say it's probably another one of those ones that like the seasons are so short that they like people really watch it and like, I mean, it's uh, I think there are 10 episodes in there, like 20 to 30 minute episodes. So we're looking at like, you know, five hours max of TV. That's like a day. Like I could do that easily. <laughs> so like I, and I think that maybe that's why we go like the buzz kind of dies down a little bit quicker than it should with a show like this. But I again, I think this is another one that I think that I would consider like it needs to be nominated for awards. And the fact that it's not is just kind of a bummer. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And I I do wonder that about comedies because I feel like so many of the shows that we do hear talked about often is, you know, are the dramas. And I feel like that is because, of course, even if they just do eight to ten episode seasons, they're longer episodes. And I feel like that always helps keep because I've always wondered, too, about like the viewership when Netflix does its like totals. It's like I know they factor by like hours streamed and all that. And it's like, well, comedies are shorter by nature. So how does that affect their like ability to rank high in these charts? Because it's like, yeah, two, almost three episodes sometimes of some of these comedies is one episode for some of their dramas. And so it's like that weird yeah. balance. That is tough. That's, I, yeah, because like they've now released like the metric, like the site where you can track like how many millions of hours the show has watched. And it's like, all right, well, this show's four, like this season is four hours long. So, eh, like dramas by nature are much longer and especially if we get one of the ones that are like 13 episodes like man that's like 13 hours of tv netflix has stayed away from those a little bit lately for like good reason but um yeah no i agree i've got two more and then you've got one more so i'll just share mine both real quick uh made which premiered this fall it was number one for a while on netflix i think that this one potential um limited series like you know emmys whatever could sneaky pick to win. It might even, I don't know if it's the favorite because HBO obviously is always like in the mix. Who knows with HBO, but that's one. And then Lock and Key, another teen show. I just realized I picked like five, four teen shows, <laughs> which I, I don't know. They don't, teen shows don't get enough love. Uh, but yeah, this is Lock and Key. It's already renewed for season three. It came out in October, right around Halloween. So I think it kind of got overlooked a little bit. You had premiered the week before, so that was number one the whole time. So it's just, it's tough when you're like up against another really, really big show like that. But I, I think Lock and Key, season two, season one was a strong season. It dragged a little bit, I feel like. And season two, I don't feel like it dragged at all. We So I think that we're, the scripts must have got a little tighter that we got into the story a little bit faster. So 
I don't know. Those are my last two picks. What about you? You've got one left. Yes, I feel like mine's a little bit of a catch-all, but just I feel like reality TV on Netflix in general can kind of be like overrated or underrated a bit just because I feel like we talk a lot about like shows like The Bachelorette, Big Brother Survivor, all those shows, but Netflix has a really good staple. And it's like, I know we talk about them, but I feel like every time I like start to talk about it outside of like my Netflix inner circle, like people are like, what is this show? And I'm like, how have you not heard of shows like The Circle, Blown Away, Bake Squad, even Sexy Beast is like so out there, but it's like one of those like random fun shows. Like I know if it was on a network like ABC or like one of those broadcast ones, like everybody would be talking about it. And I just feel like Netflix has such a good staple. There's some that I feel like definitely get more buzz. Like I feel like Love is Blind is one that gets a lot of like um, buzz and just like people know it, recognize it. But even like one like The Circle, I think it's a big show. Like to me, it's like one of my favorite Netflix series. But then I'll like mention it in conversation. People will be like, wait, what's The Circle? And I'm like, how do you not know? Have you been living under a rock? And it just goes to prove like some of these shows are so great on Netflix, but because it just varies by the audience. And I feel like some of them are getting overlooked. No, I agree with that, too, because if you just look back at, like, Netflix's history, like, it's definitely built on, like, the, obviously, the dramas where it's House of Cards started, you know, Orange is the New Black, Stranger Things kind of were the big ones. We had to sprinkle in some really good comedies and then, like, the documentaries and stand-up specials. But, like, other than Love is Blind, like, we haven't really had, like, a Netflix show go, like, viral, really, like a reality show, excuse me. So it's, like... You know, I know the circle did a little bit, but yeah, it's definitely still not quite as big as it probably should be. So, um, I'm with you. I'm with you on the reality TV. And there's the crazy part is Netflix has so many reality shows. Like if you just go to the reality section, and I've watched some shows that were so obscure and I had no idea <laughs> even existed. So if you need some reality shows to watch, some mind-numbing TV, that's that's where I go. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you can definitely go down the rabbit hole with Netflix's reality stuff or really with some of their just under like I feel like you said, I feel like reality and teen dramas, those are the two that best sum up like two of the most underrated genres on Netflix and even just in general sometimes. It's because they're just jam packed with drama and that's what we love. I think uh, we're about out of time. So uh, I'll I'll just say thanks for everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.